the 3SH Honour Board. With Noel Watson chatting to local football legends and players. Part of Football Preview. Heard every Saturday morning, 8.30 on 3SH during the season. On the Honour Board, part one. Next week, part two. A young fellow I want to have a really long discussion with, obviously, because there's two sides to his story. There's the local part, then there's the not-so-local part. But they're all based around something I absolutely live for. Well, sport in general, but more precisely, football. Tom Dullard, how are you, mate? G'day, Noel. Um, I'm very well, thank you. Pretty humbled to get the invitation to come on, to be honest, but um, uh, thank you all the same. That's all good, mate. Uh, Now, as I said to our listeners just then, we're going to do this in a two-part thing because, uh, obviously, next week, we'll get on to that... uh, Lovely little stint of, what, 10 years down at Fox Footy as their uh, major TV producer. But I just want to go back and, I guess, go over some of the local stuff because people can quickly forget, as you know. Now, Tom, I've known you since, well, zero, to be quite frank. So, but <laughs> I know you was a Swan Hill kid. Tell our listeners where it all started, mate. I uh, grew up um, in Swan Hill, sort of just... Uh, I went to primary school at St Mary's, loved football there. My brother out the front. Um, across the nature strip and then yeah at the Swan Hill Swans from as little as I can remember with dad coaching junior teams and helping him take the bags up the footy training and then uh, yeah right through to um, just a couple of weekends ago um, up there having a beer watching the watching the seniors as a as a Swan Hill member. Mate uh, what you just mentioned earlier on there is is just a memory frog for a lot of our listeners having a kick with your brother out on the road over the nature strip Unbelievable, isn't it? And that's where it starts, Tom. Absolutely. And I, I, I must um, say, he used to... So we used to have uh, a nice a nice Sharon, and it would... Uh, <laughs> he used to yell at me when my little legs wouldn't get it over the uh, over the road and hit the deck and scuff it up. So that that might actually speak volumes as to um, maybe the footballer I, uh, I I was, but I was, I was lucky along the way um, as well with some of uh, the things that come my way from a football point of view. Vin and Kerry, of course, and uh, six of you, what, little Carlton supporters, a whole family Carlton supporters? No, nah, we're a bit mixed. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, rusted, I'm rusted on Carlton, thanks to Dad, or maybe no thanks to Dad. Um, <laughs> but no, there's a bit of a mixture. A couple of Carlton, Leighton goes for the Western Bulldogs, um, So, and a, a couple of girls go for, I oh, know, they, they chop and change St. Kilda? every year. No, nah, no Saints in there. Right, see you, Tommy. See you later, mate. Been good talking (laughs) to you. Good on you. Good on you. Mate, um, debuting the ones. Now, I know that you came through and and you got coerced to playing in the under-70s. Just go back. Justin Davies, what a player. Oh, one of the best. One of the toughest-minded, physically toughest um, footballers or people that you could nearly come across, I reckon, Noel. Yeah. Now, he got you playing footy in the under-70s. Yeah, yep. Um, so during year twelve, I was uh, me and a good mate of mine, Dylan Templeton, we were going to give it away because we honestly we were not much chop. We I was lucky enough to play in an under seventeens grand final. I just warmed the bench for uh, Mick Clossy, um, but I was I was in there all the same. But I was pretty small, um, and yeah, I, I thought that at year twelve I'd focus on a bit of study. But um, uh, Justin. Uh, got us to play as overages, uh, really enjoyed it. And then, um, yeah, we often would back it up from the under-17s and then into the reserves and, and loved every second of that year, to be honest. Um, and then, yeah, later that year, I, I was lucky enough to play a couple of senior games under Cal Beasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stuck at it the uh, the next year. Uh, I moved to Melbourne for uni, but stuck at it um, thanks to some uh, very... Um, 
oh, not wise words, but uh, very persuasive words from Hugh Foote. Mate, you, let's just be fair to give you a pressure into it. But that's, I tell you what, it all came to, fru- <laughs> it all came to fruition. Now, I know that, um, you know, 2010, well, everybody lost the grand final of Kerrang around that time, but 2011 yep. turned it around, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2010 was pretty tough loss. Um, we had our opportunities in that grand final. Um, I, again, I was probably, I would have been bench warming that day as well. Um, but, the yeah, I, I remember that day. I saw Cal Beasy. He 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 got concussed, um, and he's he sort of bleeds Marona White as good as anyone you ever see. As um, I'm sure current coach uh, of the Swan Hill Footy Club, of course, uh, Cal Beasy. So his mum, his beautiful mum, telling him multiple times the result of the game, and and to see his rea- he he basically lost the grand final about six times in a row when he was told over and over again. So. Um, yeah, to be able to then come back the next year and win it and put that behind us um, was was pretty special. And, and to be honest, Noel, an absolute dream come true for me. Who you know, I I, I waterboyed the the Swan Hill Grand Finals in uh, Premiership in two thousand and eight um, and in two thousand and five. And yeah, it was yeah pretty spectacular to be a part of. Tommy, you just uh, I guess refresh for our listeners because. I, I absolutely have thought long and hard. I can't remember anybody completing what was done in 2011. No, yeah, yeah. Well, very. Um, uh, we were pretty driven once we scraped into the finals. Um, we finished fifth. Uh, uh, we went to and we'd lost the final round of the um, home and away to Warrenine in pretty, um, pretty bad fashion. To be honest, you got uh, smashed, so, Tommy. You absolutely got smashed. Let's be fair, Income. Yeah. So Chewy wasn't happy, so we had to turn things around pretty uh, quick, smart. But yeah, we went out um, and then won. What is it? Four in a row. So yes. we, yeah, we won. Um, we beat Kundruk Barham out at Boga, and we just hung on that one. Then we went to uh, Kahuna and beat Tintinda, which that was a special win. Um, we then went to Tully Bar. Uh, we played Tully Bucket Kerrang against the odds. We won that one, and then we. Um, yeah, we sort of brought our A game uh, to, uh, and beat Kerrang, who obviously been the powerhouse then and ever since. Tom, uh, you mentioned there was a special one in there down at Kuna where you beat Tintinder. Why would that be? <laughs> oh, we, oh, of course, some of our best mates. Um, well, I can say a few of my best mates were playing that day, so that's what makes it so special. I guess to a degree we're, um, we're similar but friends and foes at the same time. So to be able to beat our uh, rivals from across the road was um, was pretty good. I tell you what also was special, and uh, I know this because I talked to uh, to Vin about it. Uh, there was another player in that premiership, a.k.a. your brother. Yeah, very lucky. Very lucky to um, play with late. And, yeah, it must be known that he he was a, um, the best footballer in the family out of, out of two brothers. He didn't have too much of a... Um, of a standard to set, but he, he set some pretty high standards. Um, he'd played in a premiership in 2008, and um, to be able to play alongside him was, yeah, as as I said a bit earlier, an absolute dream come true. I think he even said to Huey um, during that week something along the lines of, um, yeah, he just wanted to make sure we won on Saturday to make sure that I got one as well. <laughs> Fantastic. Mate, um, I know you've given a mention to some of these blokes, but... Just some some local good players that you played against and played with um, throughout your career. Um, play oh well, some of the best ones that I've played with, who I've sort of mentioned, Davo and um, 
Foote as probably one of the most inspiring people or footballers you could come across and tell as well with his passion. Um, but Xavier Maloney is probably one of the most talented country footballers out there, I reckon. And then um, another one who I haven't mentioned, Corey Kelly was absolutely um, freakish to play with and, and someone who I grew up with right throughout and loved playing with. Um, oh, can I but, just jump but, in? Sorry, Tommy. Justin Davies, and you might be able to correct me this, there is a story that he was drinking through straws in the finals in 2011. Yes. I remember my my heart dropped I was, uh, in our game against Tuli Buckmanangatang out at Kerrang in the preliminary final, and he ran off holding his face. I'm like, oh, that does not look good. And he and he didn't have to come back on the field, but yeah, as it turned out, he had a a, a broken jaw, um, and I, I think the blooms were dropping around um, soup to him to to get him through the week, and it was it was quite the uh, top secret. I do remember. Oh, was lucky enough to start on the half forward flank in the grand final, and Davo, as the forward split, he said, "Right, if they come at me, and, and it was relatively unknown to even us forward line players, if, if they come at me about this um, jaw, I'm big enough, boy, I'll handle it myself." So that was about when I realised, oh. okay, things are. He, he's been doing it pretty tough throughout the week. Gee. Broken jaw in a grand final, get up. He was yeah, tough, unbelievable, as, as tough as they yeah. come. Tommy, uh, I know most footballers, um, you know, the clubs look at uh, letting the jumpers out so they, you know, fit the player pretty well. Uh, mate, from what I remember, they had to take yours in a fair bit because you you, you weren't that big and strong. Every year. No, no, I wore uh, I wore long <laughs> sleeves just so I could hide my my non-existent arms. So that's how I was going. <laughs> mate, I know you got a role, though, because but, in the end you picked up a big, in fact, a very important role as tagger. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that come about. Oh, what, I used to like it because the big boys or the, the bigger midfielders, they used to, I guess, try run through me. So I'd just hang on for dear life and try to <laughs> tackle them to the ground. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed the um, the uh, task of, of tagging to be able to run around with some of the sort of better midfielders, um, you know, on their hip. Well, come Probably on. Not doing too much damage the other way. But, give, um, us a, give us a couple was... of names that you beat. Come on. No, not beat. No, no, not at all. Broke even not with then. Who did you break even with? No, no, I, no, not even broke even with. These people are out of my league. I remember looking up to um, Luke O'Toole, running next to him one day out at um, Tintin, going, what the hell am I doing here? This is ridiculous. <laughs> but um, um, but that, like, that, they're, they're challenges that I um, used to love and, and be able to, to be able to learn off, off such yeah. guns. It was, it was pretty special. Fantastic. Well, Tommy, what we're going to do is we'll take a break, for, in fact, a week's break, because when we come back, we're going to develop up this uh, this amazing program uh, of after football in Swan Hill and where it took you, um, as I said, as a Fox footy producer for a period of some 10 years. So there we are, listeners, uh, the On Board Part 1. Speaking to uh, Tom Dullard, hey, a step from the country to the AFL where... I tell you what is a massive, massive step, but this young fella, in a different way, has done that. Next week, part two, talking to Tom Dullard.